everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Cuckoo Attack. I'm Chad Hembrock. And I'm Patrick Hughes. And we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, maybe we'll make this a little shorter than the last couple episodes. We'll see. We always say that. We're going we're gonna to say that every time and go way over our um, allotted time that we try to do this in. But today we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing as usual. Uh, Apple Arcade being announced as another gaming service for their tablets and other devices. Uh, we have the PlayStation State of Play. <laughs> Direct. Direct. <laughs> Direct. Um, we have some news from PAX East, as well as Valve talking about entering the VR market. And some new Switch rumors with software and hardware. So let's break right into it. Patrick, what have you been playing? All right. Uh, yeah, so there's two games I've been kind of playing recently. Uh, one, as you kind of mentioned and saw last week, uh, I've been playing more Diablo 3, finally getting into that game that I picked up ages ago. Um, and yeah, I just finished the first act of the game. And I got to say, it's a lot it's a lot more fun playing on console than when I first played it years ago on PC. Um, like, just Surprising. having all the abilities map to buttons and stuff it just feels really natural actually hmm. um i mean there's not much to say it's kind of like mindless bashing monsters and finding loot it's not really a thought-provoking game but it, it's been fun so far so <laughs> yeah i remember that game was you know it's such a pc staple game especially from like the mid 90s um that was huge huge pc blizzard you know one of blizzard's biggest games and then i don't know to me i feel like it should live on pc so to hear you say <laughs> that it feels natural on console sounds like they did a really good job with it yeah it really surprised me because i i was of the same mindset it felt like it should have belonged on pc but they've really adapted it well so um and then the other game i've been playing is uh hollow knight Oh, yes, I've been playing more Hollow Knight. I don't really have anything new to say other than it's still amazing, so. <laughs> um, but one game I do want to talk about real quick is uh, this indie game called Wandersan. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. Uh, yeah, so the basic premise of the game is you are, like, a musical bard or minstrel, and you have this vision that the world is going to end and the only way that you can save it is to learn this earth song um which means you have to travel the world and find these seven different overseers in the dream realms and so you go on this grand quest and you basically solve all your problems through singing you don't use swords or anything it's just he sings and somehow this solves all the world's problems but um it's like what glee. really <laughs> <laughs> what really makes this game stand apart is uh the writing in this game is just so so charming it's it's funny it's at times heartfelt it it gets sometimes really dark and serious but it will just it's a game that warms your heart like it's the best feel good game you could ever play it's so much fun i'm this is actually me playing my t second playthrough because um when i went to see one of my friends from college in uh, norfolk one weekend um 
my parents had a kind of overlapping trip, so we got a hotel to save cost. Um, and so I brought my Switch and Duck because I thought maybe we'd have fun playing something while in the hotel. And uh, we ended up playing Wandersaw, and I showed them the game, and they fell in love with it too. So I've been kind of playing it whenever I go to my parents' house to watch hockey. Um, like during between the periods, I've been playing more Wandersaw and finishing the game for them because they were like i want to see what happens the rest of this game and i've been enjoying it just as much the second time like the writing is just so so it makes me feel so happy (laughs) so you said you your main your main uh weapon i guess is singing yes is it is it a platformer action what did did you say what that was i'm sorry if i missed oh right right no i didn't mention um so it's like a 2d side scrolling game Mm -hmm. um and you seen by using the other stick, um, whatever direction you point in is like what note you're singing. So it's got like a musical color wheel. Mm-hmm. And it has lots of like creative mechanics throughout the game and like ways you use them. Like you learn patterns to sing to a bird and it'll start following you and help you jump higher or you see ghosts and you have to like kind of sing back the patterns to drive them away. Or you've seen, and you like push fog away and stuff. So hmm. it's not very challenging per se, but there's a lot of creativity to be found. And it's just a very relaxing, happy kind of game. How much was story- it? Um, I think it's 15 or $20, but I've seen it go on sale occasionally. So, and. All in all, I think it ended up being like a ten-hour game, which isn't too bad. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, I, I highly recommend checking that out if interested, or just watch a trailer at least, and you'll see if this looks like you or not. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll definitely check it out. It sounds interesting. Um, you know, different. You know, mechanics for gameplay can either make or break a game. So, if you're mm-hmm. praising it, I think it might be worth checking out. Oh yeah, definitely. Something definitely. different. I'm always down to but, uh, try something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I finally started playing The Messenger, and I think it's as great as all of its hype. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it first came out, there was a lot of people, you know, praising it, and there's a lot of people talking about, you know, the like it's amazing, and then it turns from this linear Ninja Gaiden style game into a full-blown Metroidvania. And everyone kind of said, some people said that they loved the game until the Metroidvania part. Other people said that they hated the game up until the Metroidvania part. (laughs) So um, I I didn't really think about it. I knew that it was going to happen at some point, but I feel like the game is, uh, I I don't even remember how long I've played it. Um, I've played it for the past few nights, but um, I beat the first, like, I think it's like six or seven bosses and thought, you know, if this was an NES game, I'd be done by now. <laughs> and then, um, I just finally beat that, you know, last part where it turns it into the Metroidvania and, um, and I was loving the game, loved it. And I still think it's a very good game, but I did get lost as soon as like the Metroidvania part started. It just, be- it became a little confusing just because you have a couple portals you have to go through and you have to kind of go back to areas that you used to, um, that you were exploring in the more linear part. But now you 
you'll see like when you go through those areas the first time you'll notice like blocks that you can't break or areas that you can't get to and then later in those levels you'll get an item and you'll realize oh i could have used that back then so you kind of have that feeling that's going to turn into that anyway you'll be backtracking but um there's there's a there's a prophet in the game who kind of gives you hints on where to go but it's very vague um and then there's a shopkeeper in the game which is where you buy all your upgrades from and he'll actually help you progress through the game um but once you get to that metroidvania part you can buy hints from him and he'll actually mark it on the map like where you should go um which i looked that up i found that i never bought any hints from him but i used them i ended up using a guide because i was just kind of like where do i go (laughs) and um and then the guide was basically like if you buy the um if you buy the hints, they'll put a mark on your map and you'll know. And I was like, all right, but I'd rather use that money for um, upgrades because I still have, I think I still have the, th- there's like a thousand, a thousand up, upgrade and a 2000 upgrade available. And I think I have like 400. <laughs> so I still have to collect more. Um, I think, I forgot what it's called. It's like some sort of shard or something. But, um, but no, the game, I think the game's great. Um, it feels, it feels like, at least in the linear part, it's like Ninja Gaiden, but they fixed it. <laughs> so, like, mechanics such as, like, so you can't jump or slash down. You can't, like, jump and slash down, which is fine. Okay. That's just, just like Ninja Gaiden. But one of the biggest things they fixed was one of the upgrades allows you to cancel the damage, the damage bounce back. So if you get hit by an enemy and you kind of fly backwards, you can hit you can hit the jump button and it'll like sp- propel you forward. So it kind of fixes that whole mechanic of like you know a very frustrating yeah like Those a very like frustrating issue. Deaths where you just like bounce back and then you're like no I'm gonna go off the edge. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. It feels good too. Like you'll it takes a few minutes to get used to when like when it happens, but then once you realize like oh I can get hit through this and you know it just makes it makes it a little easier obviously, but I think that was it's a huge flaw in Ninja Gaiden, which I have beaten. So, um, you know, I can I can beat that game as well. But um, it's definitely nice to be able to cancel that out because that's the most frustrating part of that game. Um, but like I said, not being able to slash down, not a huge issue. But in this game, you can also get like a gliding mode, which kind of gives you like a wingsuit so you can like go up and down through um some like wind tunnels and stuff like that but when you're floating down you can slash down as well i think you have to have an upgrade for that as well so that's just something different but um really i think the biggest the biggest fix as far as like a ninja gaiden fix is definitely the bounce back um i thought that was huge and then um the way the game works they teach you the mechanic right out the bat is if you hit something with your sword it gives you an ability to jump. It's called a cloud jump. So you can, like, you hit something, and then that gives you the power to jump again midair as soon as you make contact with, you know, an unhittable item. So, like, a lantern, just like a Ninja Gaiden. If you hit a lantern, it's going to give you an item. Most likely you're going to get coins or you're going to get a health, you know, a potion, or you'll get some shards, which are, like, Ninja Stars. Um, but 
that's um that's uh sorry <laughs> lost my train of thought that's what's cool about it is it gives you that option to jump as well so you can if there's a lantern um you know underneath the platform you can't reach you hit the lantern and jump and you're double jumping essentially and there's some areas where it's like a big gap and you'll have like six lanterns and you've basically got to jump and bounce across all of them just using your sword and the cloud jump ability. Gotcha. Um, and you can also do that with enemies. So like if an enemy shoots a fireball at you, you can like let the fireball go across the screen to a spot that you wouldn't be able to reach and then jump, hit the fireball, then jump again, and then you can get up there. So it's... um. It's really neat. I think it's really clever. They've done there's uh, some really cool um, enemies in the game too. Like there's these um, they're not really bad, but there's like these floating butterfly things that when you hit them, they expand and then that opens up a um, like a portal in time and then behind that you'll see like platforms appear that you couldn't see in regular time. So it's kind of neat just just being able yeah. to, you know, incorporate that kind of stuff to get to other levels and extra areas. And and it will basically, like, I don't want to spoil too much of this, but there's, like, there's one spot where it spikes, and you see those little butterflies. So once you hit the butterfly, the spikes disappear. But you have to stay within their radius. Otherwise, the spikes appear. Again. That reminds me of, like, the, the Skyward Sword, like, time crystals or whatever that they had. I just, like, alternate you don't remember i played that game so long ago <laughs> never want to go back to it just because of the the amount of frustration <laughs> that was like the coolest part of that game though yeah. in the desert and you hit the crystals and they like everything would turn into color all of a sudden and, like grass filled i do not remember that at all <laughs> i played that game when it came out and then i went to brazil for like three weeks and then when I came back, I never picked it up again for like two more years, <laughs> and then I finally beat it. <laughs> it was probably the longest. That was probably the longest Zelda game that I like waited to beat, except for maybe Spirit Tracks. Spirit <laughs> Tracks is another one I waited for forever. But but the Messenger though, it's it's real. I think it's really good. If you like Ninja Gaiden, you'll love the first part of it for sure. Um, like I said, it's it's challenging. I mean, there's. It's not as hard as Ninja Gaiden because I got through it pretty quick. Uh, there was a couple bosses I got stuck on, and um, and I looked up a video on you know how do I beat this guy, and then I looked at it and it was really something stupid that I just wasn't paying attention to, like like hitting something else to get higher, you know, just something like that, or just something really dumb that I overlooked, and um, so I went ahead and beat that, and um, and the and then the final boss is pretty difficult too because there's a lot of um, a lot of jumping around, a lot of, you know, dodging fireballs and trying not to hit the fire and stuff like that. But it's it, it can be difficult for sure. But if you like Ninja Gaiden, you'll love that. And then um, so far, I think the the Metroidvania part's really cool. Um, it just I got lost at the beginning of it. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention close enough to what they were telling me. But um, there were definitely a few a few things that I got stuck on and um but I, I do like it. I think it's great. Um one thing I didn't mention is that the art style when you are pretty much near the end of the Ninja Gaiden part, which it's all on like eight bit pixel art, mm -hmm. it flips to sixteen bit pixel art. 
So it turns into and like the music changes too. It sounds it sounds very Sega Genesis like <laughs> sounds like Sega Genesis. It's very like I don't, I don't even know how to explain the Sega Genesis. It's just very like bow 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 bow. It's very like you know it's just very iconic. Um, reminds me of like Altered Beast when that game like starts up and just very you know very distinct sound to it. But um, but yeah so. That changes to that, but then once you get to the Metroidvania part, you'll see, like, time rifts. And when you walk through them, depending on if you're in 16, you'll go to 8-bit. If you're in 8-bit, you'll go to 16-bit. And then that will open up new areas of the world that you were never able to get to before. And, um, you know, helps you with some of the puzzles and stuff like that as well. Um, but watching it all change on the fly is really really neat they did a really good job on that and i think that right there alone is like the charm of that is just fantastic um Mm -hmm. i'm still trying to power through the metroidvania part i've gotten you have to collect like six six uh note keys it's like a song you have to collect the notes for and I think I've got like two of the six so far, so I still got a little ways to go, but it's fun. I'm I'm definitely enjoying the game. I just I just feel lost now in the Metroidvania part. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's uh I, I'd say check it out. I'd maybe wait for a sale if you can get it. I don't know. I think the cheapest it's been down to is like fifteen, that's what I bought it for. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but if it goes to ten, absolutely. Fifteen's not bad. I don't know if I'd pay twenty for it, but maybe it's good. Cool. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's definitely on my wish list. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on it while I tackle a few of the other games, and if it goes on sale, I'll probably pick it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I've really been playing. I haven't had time for much of anything else. Um, a little bit of Tetris ninety nine still, <laughs> still like I'm finishing in the top ten, but I just can't I can't get number one and. I think they just released an update for that, actually. That's I heard, to yeah. Have, like, a... It's supposed to help not the, those accidental, like, blocks falling. Like, I know I always accidentally, like, slam it down when I didn't mean to. So I think yeah. they add a little more buffer time to that. So. Yeah, there, there was a big issue with that with the Pro Controllers, what people were saying, um, with the D-pad on the original Pro Controllers, which I have one. I didn't... I've played with it a few times. I didn't notice that much of a difference, honestly. But um, I'm not a you know hardcore player for you know I play I play for fun in my free time when I have five ten minutes to to play so um, but and then they also changed the winning screen which I don't know what that even looked like to begin with and I don't think I ever will <laughs> so. probably why they changed it so forgettable <laughs> right so it's like a select few people get to see a new uh, a new thing but. But yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to try to power through the rest of the messenger so I can move on to something else on my never-ending backlog. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we can uh, we can go ahead and jump into the next topic, I guess. Um, we've got the uh, Apple Arcade announcement that they right. announced in their keynote. I think it was last Monday. I think last Monday when they announced the sometime last week yeah yeah so so this is going to be a a game service that they offer on their um 
iPad and iPhone devices and the Apple TV devices as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they said anything about the Mac. Maybe they're Macs. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember them saying anything about the Mac, but um, basically what it's going to be, it's going to be a subscription-based service where they're going to have certain number of games from, as of right now, from a, uh, you know, a small group of, what do they call them, like premium indie developers or something like that. It was some term they used, I don't remember. Um, but they're going to use those to basically give you console, console level games on your mobile devices. They showed a trailer for like an isometric like van apocalypse game. They showed um, a RPG from one of the Final Fantasy creators or the Final Fantasy creator. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they showed the the next game from that uh, the giant squid studio who did the Abzu like underwater game. Their next one is the one with the ninja and the bird. Um, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I forget um, what like all these are called just because it was yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They they went through it kind of quick and well I guess it wasn't quick, but I just I didn't notice. I didn't recognize anything um except for I think I did recognize Oceanhorn 2 in okay. the trailer. I feel like I saw that and that game would make sense because Oceanhorn was originally on iOS. Mm-hmm. And um I feel like I saw that trailer there cuz Oceanhorn 2 looks very Breath of the Wildy like the guy's yeah. wearing like a blue tunic and he's got <laughs> yeah so i'm pretty sure that's what i saw in the trailer um but yeah they, they didn't announce any of the prices for it um they didn't i think they said it's coming sometime in the summer um yeah late, later this year at least i think it might be this summer but um yeah they didn't announce any pricing details um but so that will be a very important caveat to this, if people sign up or not. Um, I do believe you can, if you're part of the service, you can download the games and then you can play them. I don't think it's like entirely streaming or anything. It's just like a subscription model. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you can only play them as long as you're subscribed. So. Yeah. So it actually says uh, it's coming in the fall. Okay. So I'm actually, I just went to their website real quick and... Um... Yeah, it looks like um, pretty much what I was saying. Like, I definitely, that's definitely Oceanhorn 2 that they just showed. <laughs> like I said, it's Breath of the Wild, but like, you know. I mean, the original game is very Zelda ish. So, yeah. Yeah. Except for the isometric. Like, I hated that, the look of it. I don't know. It just threw me off. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't really like gaming on my phone. It's one thing to, like, it's one thing to use my phone to play a quick, like, golf game or something if i'm like on the metro or you know play solitaire or something like that but i just i don't like getting into like a long game on my phone personally and i don't i don't know why that is because you know even when i used to have an emulator on my iphone i'd never like started a game saved it and went back to it it was literally just to play like mario and you know run through three levels real quick and then turn it off um i don't know if this is for me at all i don't think i will even i mean i'll definitely check it out like to see what comes out with it i'll keep an eye on it but i don't see myself subscribing to it unless it's like dirt cheap and there's like at least one thing i want to play on it 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, the games they're offering are probably relatively cheap themselves to buy separately anyway. So unless they have, like, quite a few games that you want to try, I don't know. Or you just don't care about owning them. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's pretty much what they showed off. But I don't know what else. Uh... It's just another yeah. another provider trying to get you to pay them for the games instead yeah that's what it sounds like PlayStation, they had their state of play announcement, <laughs> uh, which is another name for a direct, like <laughs> Nintendo does. <laughs> you know how Sony rolls. They they like to take Nintendo ideas and make it their own, but it's usually not quite as well. <laughs> they usually fail. Um, <laughs> but I mean, with that said, like it's I think it's fine. I have no problem with them wanting mm-hmm. to officially announce you know have a platform to officially announce new titles upcoming games um plans for their future um and and honestly it wasn't too bad what they showed just nothing really quite as exciting as you'd find in nintendo direct but uh they did a fine job presenting it for what it was yeah Um, i think the biggest thing was I think I think a lot of people were expecting a lot of people were expecting what, what, like Last of Us like a new Last of Us game or something like that, and I mean that would make sense because you know if you think of it like a Nintendo Direct, you're usually at the end of a Nintendo Direct you're usually getting one big announcement, one big something surprise. Yeah, the almost always. Just, yeah, Nintendo just has so much more IP that they can pull from that I don't. I don't know if many Microsoft or Sony can really capture what Nintendo does here. It's pretty difficult. Yeah. So, um, but I guess the one thing, and a lot of people complained about this, and and I understand it to a point, but people were upset that there was, like, mostly VR games being shown. and And I do understand that because I don't, think vr still isn't taking off the way i think companies wish they it would have um you know i like i said before i have an oculus i think it's cool um but the oculus requires you know pretty decent dedicated pc hardware so the upfront cost is pretty pretty drastic for that but um, PlayStation is basically showing that their PSVR system, they're really trying to push that with um, all the updates and the games that they showed off. I mean, they showed a handful of, of VR stuff. Um, they showed the, the Iron Man game, which I'm sure will be exclusive to PSVR. I think it is. I think it was. <laughs> I don't know um, how we'll dissolve these Yeah. Exclu- but <laughs> and and like that's the thing for to me like i feel like i've talked to you about this before i feel like 
with like Tetris effect, I feel like that's another crazy one. <laughs> VR is so niche as it is. And then you've got exclusives. So it really kind of, I think it hurts the market more than anything, just because it's such a new technology that like no one's really like no one's taken a hold of the market yet in VR. I don't think. I mean, I guess you, you can maybe argue that HTC did with Vive just because anytime you see a public demo of like VR stuff, it's always Vive. That seems to be maybe what's used more than anything. I mean, Oculus being purchased by Facebook makes it big. But again, like a lot of VR games that you get on Oculus, you can buy on Steam. There's only a, a small handful of stuff that's exclusive. I don't even know if there is anything exclusive between Oculus and Vive. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, there might be. I think there is like one or two, but it's it's very, I don't know. I just, I feel like e even for that. I don't think it's anything that has garnered like enough attention that's like, oh, I got to get this for that game. Yeah, because like, I mean, even for me, like I, you know, I bought Beat Saber on Oculus Store and I was like, oh, cool. But then trying to mess around with the video camera stuff and you had to use the version on steam which what is what used you know htc but you can use oculus with steam too which is great but i didn't i didn't want to buy it but i did i ended up buying Oc beat saber again so i have it twice just so i could try to get this camera thing to work and it doesn't work so it's kind of like a waste but it was it was it was like 15 bucks it wasn't a big deal but it would have been nice if it worked, but regardless, um, that's just my my whole thing about like you know Tetris Effect being exclusive, this Iron Man game, which I probably wouldn't play anyway, but it being exclusive is annoying. Um, the Resident Evil Seven is exclusive in VR mm -hmm. to PSVR, um, even though it and was from what I heard, it was supposed to be like an annual uh, exclusive title. So like after the first year, it would come out on PC. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing about it, and I doubt there will be. I heard there was, like, a mod for it, but then the mod went away, and I don't know. Um, and you got you got to try Astrobots, which is also an exclusive. Yeah, that's what you were telling me, too. It's yeah. like, so what if I get, I'm going to go to your house and play it, think it's awesome, and then not be able to play it again, unless I go out and buy a PS4 and a PSVR. If I already had a PS4, I'd consider it, but, mm -hmm. but I don't have one, so... Um, I don't know. I just can't justify it. There's not enough stuff for me to play on it. But um, but a couple things that they showed off as well. They they showed No Man's Sky, which is going to have VR support, which I think is great. Um, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks it looked cool. Yeah, it looked really neat. I think they did Especially a really good job. Especially considering it's like a free update to the game. Yeah. Well, they kind they kind of consider if you have PSVR, but yeah. Well. No Man's Sky couldn't afford to charge anybody for that based on what they did when that game was released. Um, just, I, I didn't play it, but I, I heard a lot about it. I listened to a lot of like other podcasts and read a lot of articles where people, you know, just went off on that game about how it was supposed to be something that it wasn't. And, you know, there was like a massive, uh, like, I think like the subreddit got like shut down because of like how bad it was, how bad the community was like, going off on this stuff and like there was just all sorts of hate but anyway from what i hear the game's like great now it's supposed to be what it was yeah. you know what people are expecting so um you know it's a shame it's been tarnished by you know just 
poor, that, poor marketing. Yeah, poor yeah. marketing and, you know, just poor transparency, I guess, with what was mm-hmm. actually going on. I mean, the day one update for that game was a completely different game than what you got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from what I, I, I remember, like, they promised a uh, multiplayer, or at least, like, they said you could see each other, but the odds of that happening were, like, next to none. And within, like, 24 hours people were like we're in the exact same location and we can't see each other and they like showed screenshots and they're like oh gosh this happened so much faster than anyone anticipated yeah so out on it (laughs) yeah um you know it's definitely interesting uh i think the vr thing looks really cool um they showed like they showed you flying through space they showed you um looked like they were like building a house or something using like a like a gun stuff yeah yeah that was it looked it looks good i don't know it i don't know if it's something i'll ever play again because i don't have a psvr and i assume that it's psvr exclusive add-on um i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but one thing that they also showed almost makes me want to go out and buy a ps4 and a psvr and that is everybody's golf vr also known as hot shots golf (laughs) <laughs> love hot shots golf it's one of my favorite golf games ever like hands down love it the that <laughs> game at least like hot shots i played i started playing with hot shots three on ps2 and um you know me and that game kind of started with a friend of mine he was like in you know high school he's like we're gonna play hot shots and we're gonna take a shot every time you lose a hole and i was like <laughs> oh man so Needless to say, we had a, we had, we ended up splitting 18 holes, so we had a lot to drink that night, and <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough, but that kind of stuck with me forever though, because I had so much fun playing that game the first time, and just like the humor in the game, I don't know if you've ever played it before. Um, all of the caddies have like a personality, and they say like <laughs> little stupid like golf things. Well, they'll be like birds a chirping when you've got a birdie attempt coming up, and They'll just say, like, just really dumb stuff like that, and they'll applaud, or they'll, like, they run to the ball, like, ah, with their arms in the air. Like, you just see them come running after you hit the ball. And uh, <laughs> it's it's just a really fun game. I think that the uh, the mechanics of swinging the club are, um, it's just a slider bar, but I, it just feels so good. It's like, I don't know, you can you can hit uh, square to give yourself a, uh, a boost, and you have a certain number of boosts per round. And all that also depends on, like, your level, your club. Um, you have different balls that can do different spins that will, like, you know, you can you can get a really, really strong backspin with a certain ball, whatever. Um, just a great series. Loved it. I played a lot of it on PS2. I played um, a bunch of it on PSP because it's perfect for the PSP. It's, like, an oh, yeah. amazing game to play in bed when you're about to go to sleep. Just... <laughs> sit there play get so chill and relaxed too it's only frustrating when you're in like a battle match with somebody and you know you're beating them the entire time and then they get like a hole in one on the last hole but (laughs) but it's a great game it's it's perfect for the psp i played it uh in i actually played it on ps3 it was hot shots golf out of bounds that was the last one i played and they um I updated my PS3. I had no clue because I'd never owned a PS3 when it came out. I bought it, you know, I ended up getting a PS3 for free and then fixing it. And then I went to a local, like, record store that had used PS3 games and picked up Hot Shots for it. 
And when I plugged it in and I updated my PS3, it added 3D TV capability. Oh, cool. Which, which was awesome because I had a 3D TV and I never, you know, would have even thought that the PlayStation 3 was going to do something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I forgot when they actually were pushing that for like a year or two. <laughs> they they made their own TV. Sony had their own 19-inch TV that was built That's for right. the 3D capabilities. <laughs> um, but yeah, it added 3D to the game. And the 3D, and this kind of, you know, it all come, kind of comes back to this VR thing. Playing that golf game in 3D was so cool because it gave you depth of the, of the golf course. <laughs> like, you could you could feel the green it looked like you're you know you're looking out and seeing the plane i bet that helps like tremendously just trying to like assess like how far to hit or like yeah it just it just looked awesome too it just felt so nice and it was a free update that i didn't even know existed so (laughs) the day that i saw that i turned it on i was like why the hell is it blurry like I literally, I didn't have my glasses on or anything. I was like, "Why is the game blurry?" It's like this update broke my my thing. And then I realized what it was. I was like, "Oh," because I saw the TV pop up and said 3D mode. And I was like, "Oh man!" And I grabbed the glasses and and um, it was awesome. I thought it was so cool being able to um, play that in 3D. But that's what makes the VR experience sound awesome for me. Gotcha. And yeah. I, and I would love to check that out because I even though I have the Oculus, I've yet to play a golf game on it. I've looked online mm-hmm. and I just can't find a golf game that that I want to play. I keep finding mixed reviews about them or they look like they'll take up too much space like <laughs> for me to like swing and stuff like that. Um I mean, I'd honestly be fine if I could just use a controller and just be in VR. Do you know if this one uses a controller or the move from controller? the from the demo I saw it uses the move controller. Okay. Uh, I looked up a demo at um, it was at Tokyo Game Show like last year. Mm-hmm. They 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 showed it off and um, it um it definitely was the move control controller they were using um which, it you know that's gonna be like the Wiimote, <laughs> of course, <laughs> which is yeah. um copying them again. <laughs> so, <laughs> But um, I had won some like a couple years ago, and then I I kind of wish I had kept them for this VR now, but I had sold them before. Oh, you don't have them anymore? No, no, because the only game I had for it was like the the sports champion pack that it came with, and mm. I was like, and then I guess they updated like Heavy Rain to use motion controls. I was like, uh, this is fun but gimmicky. I don't really need to keep this. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, though. That was, like, that was, like, the game when I saw that. I was just immediately like, no way, man. I want a PSVR now. But, like, I just don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to spend that kind of money on it. I might might take a look, though, and see, because if I can... Hey, if you you pick me up a couple of move controllers, you can try it at my place. We'll, We'll try it. I'll I'll pick up the game then. <laughs> yeah, we can either do that or I can um, I don't know. I'll, I'll trade in some games for a PS4 or something. I don't know. <laughs> if I don't have to pay for it out of pocket, it's fine, I guess. Although there's there's a lot of PS4 exclusives though that I need to get. There was like, I almost picked up one during um, Black Friday this past year, but um, I waited too long, and then the uh, the PS4 Spider-Man bundle sold out, and that was a game I really wanted to play. So for 200 bucks, that would have been that would have been a great deal to get. And then um, 
then if I like I said, if I already had it, then I'd maybe consider picking up a PSVR. But but then I need the eye toy and I need the you know all well, that. It, stuff. it comes with like the the VR bundles. So. Oh, does it? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't sure about that, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, outside of the VR stuff they showed, they uh, they did show this one game that looked pretty cool, and um, that was Concrete Genie. Yeah. Kind of looked like a kid yeah. getting bullied, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was like his his friends were his drawings, and um, yeah, he like spray paints and paints on the walls, and they come to life, and you actually can really customize the creatures in that game from at least when they previously showed off the demo last E3. Um, and I gotta say, like from what they showed, it looked a little rough the, the when they first showed this game, but it looks a lot better now from this new trailer. Like, has a lot more po- polish and like personality to it. I love like the animations and kind of just art direction they're going in now. So it's definitely piqued my interest now from what they've shown. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before, and. Um... It definitely, like you said, it stuck out. It stuck out of what they showed. I thought it looked really neat. And, um, you know, I don't have a PS4, so I'll probably never play it. But I thought it definitely looked interesting. It looked cool. Um, I was kind of like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, it gave me vibes of, like, just at the beginning of, like, um, kind of like Last Guardian. I don't know why. Just because, like, I guess just because it's, like, a boy and, like, He's only friends monsters and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of why. I mean, I never played Last Guardian either, but um, just, I don't know, just I kind of had that feel of it, just in a completely different art style. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that's a completely horrible comparison, <laughs> but uh, for two games I never played or heard of before. So. <laughs> no, no, I, I can see the comparison. But yeah, I'd, I'm just really drawn to the art style that it's been going with now. Um, it kind of gives me, I don't know, somewhat claymation-y, like Tim Burton-y look. That's I don't know. what I was going to say just now. I was, I was like literally about to tell you that it looked like, <laughs> like what was that movie they did? Uh, was it not Mat- not Matilda? It was something like that. It was like an art. Um, oh, like um, Coraline? Yeah, or... Coraline. That's what it was, not Matilda. Okay. But I was, I was thinking of it. It's like a little girl, and she looks like kind of clay but like straw and like mm-hmm. yeah that weird yeah like, that Coraline or if you saw the more recent one that they came out with the uh, Kabu and like the seven streams I think it was called yeah yeah that yeah. was a really cool movie exactly that's exactly <laughs> the art style that the that I was thinking of I've never saw those movies either <laughs> <laughs> I just see I see I know stuff just because I see it but I'd never actually pay attention to it <laughs> If that makes sense. I hear you. It doesn't. It doesn't. Patrick's like, God, Chad's an idiot. Idiot. It's true. It's okay. I am comfortable with who I am. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. So, um, I know uh, we can uh, take a quick break and then we can uh, follow up with some PAX East news. All don't, right. Don't have much, but we've we've got a lot more to talk about, uh, especially in the last segment. So let's take a quick break. Stick around.
All right, we are back from that little break, and we are going to talk about a couple announcements that came from PAX East this past week. Um, I guess the the biggest, most anticipated announcement was uh, Borderlands Three. That's Gearbox, correct? I believe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll let you talk about it. I've never played the the Borderlands games, so take it away. Yeah, no, I mean, Borderland games are a lot of fun for. They're known. They're kind of like first-person shooter, loot-based uh, games. Tons of guns, and they advertise like millions of guns that you can find, well, with like different attributes and crazy abilities. Um, Sounds like America, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, but but the other aspect that stands out in Borderlands is it has a very fun art style, kind of like cell shaded, cartoony, but like gritty still. Um, and just a very warped, funny sense of humor. Um, and yeah, Borderlands 3 looks like more of that. Um, nothing really stood out too much from it standing apart. It's going to have more guns, more humor, more characters to choose from. Um, it does look like you might have more environments to explore because I know the first two have been kind of stuck in the same location. So that will be cool if that's mm. true to explore multiple worlds this time. But they didn't really show too much of that. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll show off more soon. Uh, I was kind of hoping maybe they would have had Borderlands 1 and 2 for Switch, but... Uh, darn no <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was uh no switch announcement for that at all um no uh and they, it, they are remastering the original for ps4 and xbox one and pc i think the pc one is a epic store exclusive for six months um, yeah I, don't I, know. <laughs> I heard that as well um th that's that's becoming a new thing on um on the PC gaming is, I guess people are trying to get these exclusive rights to try to build up their user base. Um, yeah. Basically trying to cut into steam. <laughs> I guess steam's kind of been, pretty the, much. Steam's yeah. been the big, the big wig for, uh, the last, you know, I got my steam accounts from like 2002, I think 2003. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a pretty long time to have, the, the market on lockdown but there's so many stores though too right now you've got you know origin yeah, it's not, it's not really stuff. exclusive if you can get it on your platform still it's just the storefront on which you buy it yeah but i guess i can understand friends you got your friend list on certain providers or whatever so it's kind of annoying having to jump back and forth yeah um, i mean unless your friend um you know unless you're if your friends are going to play the game the day it comes out, everyone's going to end up buying it on the same storefront anyway. But exactly. <laughs> so it's, or whatever yeah. you got. And, and I know like, I don't know how that works, but I know you can also, you can add a lot of like non steam games to steam. I don't know if that'll work through another storefront, but maybe uh, <laughs> usually people, usually people figure out ways to map that and get it to work. But um, you know, it's not the same experience, but that way you can still do your in-game overlays and chats and stuff like that, providing the game doesn't think you're cheating because of that. So, um, but I've, I haven't never played Borderlands. I've, I've always heard good things about it. I just think it's one of those games that, um, it was like Xbox 360, I think, is when I saw a lot of people playing it. 
mm-hmm. and I just never got onto it. At that point, I was playing nothing but like hockey and Half Life Two, so <laughs> that was like it. Portal, Counter Strike. I, I particularly like it just because it's a fun cooperative game, also, and there's not many co-op games out there. So True. I know, I know a lot of my friends will be picking it up, like our old destiny group that we used we've been looking for a new game and this will probably be it so yeah. that's cool you're gonna get on pc or ps4 probably ps4 crossplay that's crossplay <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see yeah so yeah cool um uh, and then the next uh other game that kind of stood out to both of us was uh Another game being published by Yacht Club, not made by, but uh, published, and that was Cyber Shadow. Yes, Cyber Shadow looked really cool when I heard about that. Um, the first thing that it actually made me think of was the Messenger, because it is essentially <laughs> you are a like cybernetic ninja that is, you know, running and slashing everything, which is pretty much what the Messenger is. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'll say about that. Um, it looks really cool though, because it looks like it kind of looks like Mega Man-ish too. Like, yeah, it has a little more. I mean, yes, it has a lot of ninja vibes, but it has a little more Mega Man tones to it as well. Um, with the music and just kind of like the platforming kind of segments, kind of gave me that feel. Yeah, there was like I guess maybe it only feels like that like. The, there's like big boss enemies that kind of remind me of like Mega Man bosses. The messenger didn't quite have that. I mean, there was there was like one boss that was really big and off the screen, but everything else like it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't not bad. It wasn't that comparable. It felt more like a Ninja Gaiden boss for the most part. But from what this looks like, I mean, you've got just these huge bosses in the background. You've got um, you know, you've got the life bars. You don't have life bars in in right. Messenger, that's not there. so mm-hmm. that's a little different. We talked about that the other day after the trailer. Um, but I think the biggest thing that made it feel like a Metro, um, not a Metroid, a uh, Mega Man game was there was one level that looked like you were dodging a beam of light, like <laughs> Quick Man stage, and uh, you know that's. That's going to be fun, I'm sure. I'm sure that won't cause a lot of frustration and cursing. <laughs> um, or you could say it felt like Bucky O'Hare on the NES, which kind of had the same thing. So <laughs> that game was awesome, too. Um, but it had that same quick, you know, quick man sort of, you know, light flashing. Yeah. Don't let it touch you or you're dead instantly feel. Um, but, I mean, Yacht, Yacht Club's publishing it, so... Um, I feel like it's a lot of faith. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a good sign. I mean, especially, you know, Yacht Club was kind of taken under the wing by Nintendo as far as like, you know, pushing Shovel Knight on Switch and, you know, letting Shovel Knight have Amiibo and putting Shovel Knight in Smash. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of trust there between the big N and Yacht Club. And if they're taking on this game, um, I think it looks great. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't remember when they said it was going to come out, but apparently this game's like 10 years in the making, too. It's yeah, so like, hopefully much longer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I think there I think there was a date on that, 
but I just don't remember what it was offhand. Um, I I really want to check it out, but I hope it's much further away than like next month because I'm finishing up the messenger now and I don't want to play <laughs> the same game twice. But yeah. um, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I definitely think people should keep an eye on that one to see how it fares in reviews and overall gameplay. Yeah, definitely one to keep keep watch. Yeah. So that was pretty much it that I heard of out of PAX, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, the, there were probably a few other small game announcements, but those those are the ones that kind of stood out. There were some, like, us. Mortal Kombat 11 stuff, which, yeah. I mean, that doesn't... Which we, we already knew was coming, so... Yeah, it's uh, nothing new. It was just kind of, like, I think maybe, like, a character reveal or something like that, or, like, more trailers mm -hmm. on, like, fatalities and stuff like that was announced, but... um. To me, that doesn't, I don't know. I kind of got burned out on Mortal Kombat after, like, the third one. So, now we're at 11. <laughs> I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, that's me. Um, to each their own. But, uh, moving on from PAX East coverage, um, Valve finally announced that they're gonna join the VR market. So, we've, we've kind of <laughs> been talking about VR all night. And, um, at least with the PlayStation and some other games um so this is called the valve index and you know they're trying to get their own thing the rumor is they might launch it with a half-life game that uh, may that would make a lot of sense <laughs> that may or may not be half-life 3 or half-life 2 episode 3 which they need to make <laughs> we, uh, honestly I... if 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 Valve just started making games again, because there right. was once upon a time where <laughs> not only did they make games, but they were some of the most influential games still to this day. Sit with down, boys and girls. We'll your, let... <laughs> your Left for Dead, your uh, Portal. I mean, they've made Portal's some fantastic amazing. games. So yeah, like the last, the last like big game I played that they made was Portal Two. Mm -hmm. That was it. I, I mean, I played Left 4 Dead. I played Left 4 Dead 2. I played the Orange Box. And, you know, I've been playing the original Half-Life since it was on my, you know, old 500 megahertz Celeron PC back in, like, the 90s. And playing <laughs> Counter-Strike through the, you know, the 2000s. So, um, it's... They make great games when they want to make games. <laughs> I don't understand why it stopped. And nobody does. It's... Because they have more than enough money coming in through Steam that they don't have to. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's it's just very frustrating, especially it when it is. there's such a passionate fan base behind, you know, everybody. But uh, what are you going to do? But honestly, uh, if, if... Maybe this will inspire them... I mean, a system is only as good as the games that go onto it. So, it's true. Uh, that is true. So, I bet you, you were even saying like with your Beat Saber and stuff. I'm sure it would be a lot more appealing if it ran natively well on Steam or um, just so it's easier to handle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if if it comes out with Half Life, it's a system seller. It's absolutely a system seller because I'd probably even consider buying it depending on you know how much it is. But um, I would really hope that it would work with 
Oculus as well, but I don't see that happening if it's their own console. <laughs> um, but, you know, if that's the way you got to play it, as long as it's, like, you know, rated as a very good game, I, I would consider picking it up. I would definitely wait for a review on it, but if it's, you know, <laughs> if it's like any of the other Half-Life games, I would definitely have to grab it because that series deserves more than it receives. <laughs> And it's very sad to me, but <laughs> but what they've said though, like with the VR, all that's really been announced is that uh, you can pre-order, or there'll be more details on May first. Um, yep. And so. they say here that um, the leak is that it's going to be released on June fifteenth, which is pretty close. I mean, we're two months out. So I wonder if they'd have any presence at E three or. Because I don't think they've ever been really at E3. I feel like they have in the past. Because I, I feel like every E3 we always get the uh, Half-Life 3 release date, you know, prank. That's and, about like a meme at this point. <laughs> or or it's always, you know, Gabe from Valve said that Half-Life 3 is a maybe. And then like when you actually listen to what he said, he like never said that. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like there definitely is a presence of Valve at e3 um but with but with e3 pretty much shrinking every year who knows um who knows what it's going to turn into and you know nobody really needs e3 to make those announcements and most big developers or gaming companies do their own you know their own um conferences now you know sony does their own stuff xbox does their own stuff nintendo does their directs they do their own announcements and then you know you've got ea that do their own thing and um you know valve is on their own thing blizzard does their own thing is doing <laughs> yeah so it's everyone just nobody really needs e3 but um i still enjoy it i still hope e3 continues just because i like i like that week of e3 i like the hype i like that you're gonna get all your big announcements around there it just kind of gives you something to look forward to it's kind of like christmas in july or june and um yeah. i mean e3 is the beginning of june so if this system comes out june 15th that could be an e3 that's announcement that's... yeah so, exactly so it makes sense um but i guess we will wait and see um there's no price details they said that it will um It'll use a controller called the Knuckles controller. At least that's what it was called in prototype. Now it's called the um, Index controller. Um, I think it kind of looks like an Oculus controller on top of a Vive controller. <laughs> but but it has like a fabric piece in it, that probably for comfort or to tie around your hand. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, VR is still a growing space. I mean, if if this has a higher index or higher index, a higher resolution <laughs> than the Vive and the Oculus, then maybe it's going to be the next step forward in Gen. You know what? I would assume this is Gen two VR. I don't know, Gen mm -hmm. two, Gen three, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think... feel like this would overcrowd the VR market, or is more? I don't know. More competition the good thing like the more that's out there the more choices people have i just think my personal feeling still goes back to what i said about psvr like um the software exclusives kind of taint the market to me right now just because you know it's so expensive to get into 
as it is and then you get it if you don't buy the right one you're not gonna be able to play a new game that might come out so it's hard to say it's really hard to say um, but I understand why people want the exclusives because once you know if you get something that comes out and people like it then you're gonna sell them so I just as somebody who has you know I, I have the oculus just because it was kind of the most marketed and I heard the most about the Oculus and it seemed to get good reviews for the consumer vision. And it wasn't, it, I got it for a great deal too. It was like three fifty on black Friday. It was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to get VR, I might as well do it now. And then, you know, started seeing more and more stuff for other, other versions coming out. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And, go from there we'll see if consumers continue to buy into vr or if it ends up dying out like 3d tvs did so <laughs> we'll see you know i like it i just i personally don't have a lot of space for it currently um and i was always hesitant to i'm always hesitant to buy a new vr game just because of i don't want to buy something that's going to make me sick so yeah that that's i think the biggest hurdle for vr is just you can't guarantee the experience for every individual player. It's going to differ. Yeah. So I think that's definitely the um, the biggest issue is, is that, you know, that's my problem. I don't want to buy something that's going to make me sick, and I can't guarantee that. And unless, unless Oculus rates the game, like, they'll rate a game based on its comfort level, which is cool because it'll say, like, um, like moderate or you know intense or something like that it'll tell you before you purchase it but um it just really depends i mean i i don't feel like vr is good for like an hour or less game session mm -hmm. um that's about all i can really handle before my eyes start burning i mean beat Saber's a little different i think just because you're moving around and you're you know you're it's very comfortable because you're just like kind of just like there. looking at one direction. Yeah, and just... you're just staring ahead and chopping and, and yeah. dancing. So <laughs> it kind of makes sense because the environments you're not moving, but the environment's moving towards you. So it's it just feels OK. It feels very natural. <laughs> but any of those games where like the camera's spinning or you're moving, it just throws you off and makes it feel really weird. Um, and it's it's hard for me personally to, to dedicate a lot of like money into that system unless somebody I know says like dude you got to play this it's really really good um, you know one of my buddies has the Oculus our our friend Jake and um, he's always recommending games to me and I'm always like dude I don't know because I don't want to get sick and usually if it's like we played a couple games that were free like um, Echo I think it was called Echo. Lost Echo or something like that. You're like a, um, or is it Lone Echo? I don't remember. But you're basically playing like Ultimate Frisbee in VR. Oh. So you're flying <laughs> around, like you're literally flying around. Everything's kind of spinning and you can get disoriented really quick. <laughs> but you kind of counteract it by your character has like wrist, like jetpacks, like on the wrist. So they mm -hmm. kind of like thrust you so you can like move yourself around to slow yourself down. And, but that's also how you like control yourself. 
So it the first time I played it, I definitely got a little nauseous, and then I kind of <laughs> figured it out that night. But it's it's definitely hard and takes some getting used to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with the Steam VR before I go more and more in depth into my qualms <laughs> with <laughs> VR. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's see what happens and make Half Life Three. <laughs> make it. taking a, a quick break uh, to get some water because there's going to be a lot of talking in this next segment <laughs> because it's about Nintendo Switch. <laughs> rumors. Rumors. So rumors <laughs> are always rumors are always interesting with Nintendo because <laughs> some stuff is so crazy you'd think it would never be done and then they do it. And then stuff that seems so obvious they never do. So... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this first one has a little bit more credence to it, coming from the Wall Street Journal. Ooh, prestige. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they seem to indicate that two new Switch models are coming soon. Yeah. I guess maybe sometime this year. Something like that. They, you yeah. know, there's, there's no real details of that, but they have, um, yeah. they have some sort of insider in Japan, who's like their correspondent in Japan that. Um, Claims to have some sort of, like, you know, source to Nintendo. Um, I don't know if it's, like, with a manufacturer or or what, but, um, you know, to, to kind of have a pretty good take on this. So, um, with that being said, they're going to... Apparently, there's going to be one model that's kind of a handheld-only mode. And then oh, another, yeah, yeah, that's more accessible kind of model. Something, and then another model that's supposed to be like a pro model, which we have no details on what. But um, the only thing the article says is that don't expect it to be like a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X or anything like that as far as performance. But that's where the rumors come in. You you start talking and thinking like. All right, well, what's your wish list for a pro model? People talk yeah. about, you know. We could, we could get into, like, what we'd like for both models. Um, yeah, sure. What we'd expect. Let's, let's get into it. So um, let's talk about the handheld one first. We'll talk about the pro one later, I guess. So <laughs> if there's a new handheld system, do you want detachable Joy-Cons? I mean, I suppose keeping them built into the system could help cut down costs so um you you could even go as crazy as do you want it to be more like portable in the fact that like maybe it has a clamshell design or something that's easier to put in your pocket i don't know make it smaller like a game boy micro or something like that um <laughs> i don't know if you do that i mean you can't be that no. small but i don't know um you know do they make the screen smaller or do they just take away part of the bezel and make you know instead of having the big thick black bezel around it they just 
slim it down so it's very edge to edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, they talked about the. Uh, they also says that they talk about scaling away certain things like um, taking away HD Rumble. Right. Is that um, something you would miss? Personally, I would miss it. I'd love the HD Rumble, yeah. and it would literally break certain games. Like, um, there's puzzles in Mario Odyssey, mini games in Super Mario Party that specifically use Rumble. So, yeah, I'm not sure what they would do to work around that. <laughs> now, I wonder if, unless they just like update those games for like, uh detecting no rumble or something i don't know like audio cues or maybe um i mean i think just they a could, little icon or something they could probably still do rumble just without the hd rumble kit they could just maybe yeah i would i would think they could probably just instead of having that hd rumble there however some... it works just put put a tiny motor in like but, all but the old still, ones like, did, but still like um they're like certain mini games in super mario party there are mini games that you have to like count how many things are in there and yeah. how would you be able to do that with just a normal yeah or so to indicate yeah i mean steve rumble <laughs> so i mean with that being said though it almost sounds like that isn't gonna happen because nintendo doesn't really when have they ever really segmented the audience with like you can't play these on that I don't know if they would do uh, that, would they? The... I guess they kind of did with the 2DS and the fact that it got rid of 3D. And not that it broke the games, but there were some games that used 3D and like clever depth perception puzzles and stuff. And that's just kind of wiped away with the 2DS. So maybe they won't care. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um but well, like you said, you can still play those games. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it would definitely have to be it had to be cheaper. Um, personally, I don't think I would buy it myself because I don't play. Por I mean, I play portable a lot, but I play at home. Mm -hmm. I, I don't take it out. I don't take my switch out of the house often. And um, but I can see that being, a you know, a plus for like a kid. Yeah. Having, like, having I, a smaller I, console. I could see it working really well for like families who maybe they want to get a second system for the kids and if it's cheap enough and they could hand it off or not have to worry about their more higher end model breaking. So yeah. it was durable. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something to think about. Um I, I don't know how the user base would you know, change based on that. Um, I think that if they are going to release a new model of the Switch, either a handheld or a pro model, um, doing it right at the same time that Pokemon releases is the time to do it, and that's supposed to be coming out this year. Yes, probably in the fall. Um, and yeah, I could see that definitely being geared towards the cheaper model to get for the younger audiences. That would definitely strike a good bundle there <laughs> yeah um i think that would make a lot of sense um you know they do like a if they did like a face plate or a back plate sort of thing like they did with the 3ds somehow or if they change yeah. the whole design i mean 
Who knows? Who yeah. knows what they're going to say? If it's a handheld only, I bet they could definitely get much more customizable with the uh, special editions. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's that's all I can really think of is they're going to do like a handheld mode. It you have to be like screen edge to edge, maybe better battery life if it's going to be a you know strictly handheld mode. Um, yeah, that is a good point. If it's handheld only, that thing's going to be eating batteries quickly. Um, yeah. And then do you still leave the option to dock it on the bottom of the... Like, does it still have that HDMI out capability, or is it just charge port now? Charge port only. I don't think... I don't think you can get rid of the dock. I mean, I think you still have to keep that option available. But... Yes, but at the same time, if it... So a whole like different like it has the built-in controls or something that's probably gonna make it harder to fit into the dock um yeah i don't know if they'd make like a separate dock or something for it that they just sell separately i don't know yeah i'm not sure um, that's an option but so i mean yeah. that, could, that, that could definitely cut the cost down though um because i think mm-hmm. we we talked about the prices that nintendo charges for the switch as it is 299 i think when it first came out we we basically took out the price of the joy cons it took out the price of the docking station and it came down to like the tablet itself was like 120 bucks or something like that do you remember uh i mean joy cons are 80 bucks dock is 90 so that's 170 down yeah yes. so yeah you're talking about 130 bucks for the tablet so by itself so I mean, I, I don't some controls to it. And that's control. You're looking at like you know, hundred and fifty dollars system, maybe, maybe, maybe. two, maybe two hundred for I'm console only. More around two hundred. Yeah. Maybe like one seventy nine, which is like the three DS when it was out. Possibly, yeah. So something like that. I think Japan actually has a dockless Switch bundle that they sell for two fifty. Oh really? Yeah. Which I think was geared towards those who already owned the Switch, but wanted like a second one. They oh, need two bucks. The so. Mobile, mobile gaming is so much bigger over there though than yeah. it is here too. Well, that so. makes more sense there, especially with the space constraints of you know people and you know. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it definitely has a place. Um, we'll have to see if anything comes out of this rumor. Um, you know, it. Mm-hmm. it the rumor came up a couple months ago as well, so it definitely seems like something might be in the works. Yeah. Um, but but what 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 do you want in a, like a more powerful system? Like what would convince someone to upgrade in that sense? <laughs> I think really it would have to be increased resolution on the like handheld like screen. Like 1080p on handheld. Do or... at least 1080p on the handheld. Um, you know we're getting 720 right now. I personally think it looks fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to give it more power and try to sell it, I think you have to do 1080p. Just, just because. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I personally don't care, but um, it just doesn't make sense to be like it's a pro model, but it still only does <laughs> resolutions from you know 15 years ago. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it just doesn't make sense that way. Um, battery life. But I think it could definitely be good. Um, yeah, I think maybe it, just more processing power, like 
I remember when they had the 3DS and the new 3DS, and they showed like the comparison to like load times for Smash 3DS. Like it was like night and day between that game. If they can just, I, yeah. I've never really experienced any games that have bad load times in Switch yet, but I'm sure anything that makes them run faster is a good thing. Yeah. Um. They. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking up something real quick so we can. So. The Switch now is using Tegra X1, which is the NVIDIA mm-hmm. customized chip that they're using. Um, there's there's the Tegra X2, which is the next level up and a better you know, mm-hmm. chipset. So it would make sense to use the X2. I just thought something else. Probably uh, not the only reason like they love making new models and stuff, but probably a small motivation for them pushing out new models is to get past that... Uh, hack that happened with the Tegra one. Um. Yeah, the yeah the hack was... Well, that was... It was a big design flaw, too, because the hack was all done on the Switch via, like, jumpering the Joy-Con slot yeah. with, like, a paperclip, and then that would short it out and then put the system into, like, a reboot mode. So I could definitely see that being something they fix. Um <laughs> But as far as like a pro model goes, I mean, I think you have to go to the X2. Mm-hmm. You have to give it more memory. Give the system more memory. Again, I'm not having any of these issues where like I feel like the Switch is sluggish in any way. But no. but to look ahead to the future, if you want this console to last, you know, another three or four years, it and and if they can pull it off, that's really the big thing. If you can pull it off, you know, more memory, the faster processor um and maybe more onboard storage so we're not all trying to not buy counterfeit storage off of amazon (laughs) because that's like the new thing that's like impossible to find a decent price on a (laughs) on a card online um so i think i think they'd have to do that if they can if they can give you some internal storage or even bundle it with an sd card or something um that might help that might Do be you some think stuff. There, there'd be a, a game that could highlight a pro model? Like, it you're going to get the best experience playing this game on this system. Like, would it be like the Metroid Prime Trilogy running on there? Or maybe Uprezzed um, or something? You or... could maybe see, like, you could maybe launch it. And if it, like, I mean, it's kind of late for us, but, like, Breath of the Wild had some frame drops and stuff like that. And if it if it smoothed that out, it could make that experience feel even better than what it was. But um, I don't know. I don't know what else they could really yeah. do at this point. It just it would give that freedom. If, if you can give it more power, it might look more appealing to some of these third-party developers that still haven't joined. Like mm-hmm. like EA trying to get Frostbite on Switch and yeah. release for like, their Maddens and their even though shells. Doom and uh, Wolfenstein ran relatively well, I'm sure a little extra horsepower could go a long way for those. Absolutely, because you could have a more static resolution instead of using the dynamic resolution, which causes texture issues and you know stuff. Regardless of how well they ran, it's still you know. It's never a bad thing to have more power. I don't think more power is necessary to make good games, but um, it doesn't hurt. 
It definitely doesn't mm-hmm. hurt, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, no, no more power. I mean, if they if they released a if they released a new version of the Switch that was more powerful, I'd probably buy one. Because why not? I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense in the long run because, you know, unless they release another one that has more power, you know, six months down the road, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, but that's just the way technology is. It's um, especially mobile technology. Mobile technology changes so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, ten, five to ten years ago, we never thought we'd be playing, you know, full full-blown console games handheld with you know the option of just docking it to a tv screen it just was never a thought um crazy unless you were like hooking your laptop up to your tv with like a hdmi cable or something (laughs) (laughs) or you had some like special game boy adapter that like you know you had to mod it to do tv out or something (laughs) (laughs) but that's um, the game players that's how we yeah game game boy players exactly (laughs) it's you weren't thinking about just mm, okay, I'm home, <laughs> and then you play. It's it's uh, it's come a long way, and it's only going to continue to get better in the future as chipsets shrink and well, you know, <clears throat> processing power gets cheaper and smaller and more efficient. <laughs> it's only going to get better. You're going to get better battery life, and it's it's only going to get better over time so we'll see how about you <laughs> anything anything else that you uh would want to see from a pro model i think the pro model would have to have the uh, excuse me the um i think it'd have to have a, a a bezel change as well a bigger screen maybe just more edge to edge without the the big black border around the screen yeah that would be nice but but you can't change otherwise... the form factor no, I, I'd like to be able to keep use of my current Joy-Cons. Like, Absolutely. I don't think they can't alienate the that, people that That spent... should stay interchangeable. Yeah. Um, I so. mean, people spent thousands yeah, just of dollars on those changes. Like, I imagine it'd be almost like just how <laughs> iterative the 3DS was to the new 3DS. Just very, very small changes, but enough <laughs> to make enticing to... Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Choke myself in water. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they would do, like, if they made a more powerful model exclusive games like they did for the new 3DS, but um, just something that helps older games run better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. Um, I think it's it's going to happen. I mean, Nintendo's done it multiple times throughout their... Every handheld has had their own... Um... And this is how you know when we've talked too long is I start plugging in my charger. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So every um, Nintendo handheld has pretty much had a reiteration of it. Um, you know, Game Boy, yeah. Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, Game Boy Micro. <laughs> I mean, it it just keeps going. Then the DS, DSi, DSXL, it just goes on and on and on. The DS Lite. DS Lite. 
<laughs> there's yeah and then you get to the 3ds 2ds xls all that stuff so it makes sense that if switch is a handheld they're going to throw that in there as well so yep um yep so. there's no reason for them not to I mean, whatever it grows to install base is only good for them, so... Yeah, so we'll see what happens, and, um, you know, it never hurts to have more power, like I said. <laughs> so. I might just consider it just because my Switch has been uh, buzzing on boot-ups. Um, it, it quiets down after a few minutes, but when I first turn it on, it's like... <laughs> for, like... <laughs> first couple minutes and i'm like oh gosh yeah. please save. <laughs> yeah you might have to take that thing apart and dust it out or something <laughs> just wait for the switch pro <laughs> or just wait for the switch pro coming in 2019 you heard it here first no no <laughs> <laughs> no but um but yeah so so we got switch model rumors and then uh yesterday there was some crazy stuff coming out of uh, best buy so yeah the best buy direct to go along with the april fool's nintendo direct with everything coming to switch everything (laughs) everything yeah that was fantastic um anyway they um best buy somebody reported i think it was uh the first person that retweeted it was uh, Wario64, who's um guy on Twitter. He's always sharing deals, Nintendo, and stuff like that. But uh, he shared someone else who I forgot the name of right now um, tweeting out a photo of a Best Buy inventory leaking Persona 5. And basically said Persona 5's coming out this year, blah, blah, blah. Confirming that, which everyone kind of assumed was going to happen anyway because of Joker being in Smash. Yep. Um, and that's this month, right? Is that Joker coming to yes, Smash this month? Yes, it's supposed to be before the end of April. So any any week now, I guess, day, really. Yeah. So, and I'm sure we'll probably get some sort of direct on that when that yeah. comes up. Some sort of mini direct or... We'll find it. That being our next episode, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Um, but so we had that, and everyone was kind of like, "All right, cool." That sounded like it was going to happen, and then, and then like a little later, it pops up. Best Buy also shows Metroid Prime Trilogy with a SKU number, just like just like you know the other thing. And again, mm-hmm. that's something that we've all been speculating on just because it's such yeah. a perfect fit. It's, you know, it was on Wii with motion controls. You could you could do that with the Switch or you could mimic those into um controls like analog controls to, to yeah. play those games. Either way, you could do it. Um just get you ready for Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, it makes sense. Being able to play that on the go sounds amazing. It seems yeah. inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I, I want it to come because I still haven't beaten Metroid Prime. I, I always get, like, you know, a third or two-thirds of the way through, and then I just stop playing it. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with sitting in front of a TV screen. So if I can play it on Switch, I'll probably beat it. Um, but... Again, that was something that people are like, all right, cool, you know, it's coming. But then they announced, he posted another thing that he said, we're not done. Now I'm hearing Link to the Past coming out for Switch. 
and again there was a best buy entry for link to the past for nintendo switch which doesn't make sense to me because the curveball that's that's the one yeah that makes it sound like it's (laughs) because (laughs) it really does because that's where you're getting either either completely fake or entirely real because of this it's just so out of left field like why like, on earth why would you this up it just doesn't make sense that they would take a single super nintendo game especially with the way nintendo switch online's been going they yeah. take a single super nintendo game and they're gonna make a skew for it and sell it physically in the store like it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all is it at all <laughs> unless it, you know because like, we already have Link's Awakening coming. Link's we Awakening's coming. Cadence of Hyrule, which is not Zelda, but it's like cool spinoff. Um, so it's like we got plenty of Zelda coming. Why take this Super Nintendo Zelda and like have it being sold at Best Buy? What is yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. So I, I think it's fake. Um <laughs> at least that part for sure the other two i still think that they're gonna come but i don't think link to the past is gonna come through a store if it comes it's gonna come through nintendo switch online mm-hmm. or something like that unless they sell like a zelda collection or you know something like i don't see it coming out especially the same year that link's awakening is coming to switch yeah, I can't. I'm trying to like imagine what they would even do to warrant that being sold separately. Like, what would they like offer Master Quest Remix Dungeons or? That'd be cool. It, uh, it would definitely be cool to see something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd play it in a heartbeat. I mean, <laughs> they'd have to do something that would warrant being it sold outside of like this digital market um so i don't know what it would be if it'd be another remaster like link's awakening but two in one year just seems crazy um yeah i i really don't see that coming true as much as i would love it to <laughs> um i mean it would be really well hear me out on this what if what if they did release it but they released it as some sort of collection that has online capabilities like the Satellaview games that were released on the Super Nintendo where you actually that would be crazy again that's (laughs) not going to happen I'm sitting here just making up stuff (laughs) it would be so cool if they had some sort of thing in place where they're like hey only a small amount of people got to play these games we're going to put it on Switch, and they have, like, a dedicated server now that can, instead of, like, an actual person, like, telling you how the game is and how the game gets remixed or whatever, they can just have something set up that does that for you. So you can play online. You're still connecting to their server that's giving you the, the game information, and it's all in the Link to the Past engine, but it would have to be a collection. There's no way they're just going to release Link to the Past on on a switch cartridge it's not gonna happen it's not it's not gonna happen (laughs) as much as i want it to happen it's not going to happen (laughs) and if it happens i'll be the first one in line (laughs) (laughs) 
I just it's so hard to even understand. So yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll definitely see. Um, we'll see what comes from these rumors. Um, I always I always love a good rumor though. It always gives you something to look forward to and. And just so much, so much, and it's just a short time span. Like, Nintendo's definitely got something up its sleeves. I don't know what's going down over there, but yeah, something's going to come soon. We'll and then, uh, you want, you want, do you want to start your rumor that, that you mentioned today about, uh, about a, a certain game that might get released on April 15th? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as you may or may not know, Reggie, our president of Nintendo of America, is retiring. And one of the most famous questions that he gets uh, asked, like at every opportunity, is "Where's when's Mother Three coming out?" <laughs> and this also happens to be Mother's thirtieth anniversary. Oh, so I think it'd be very fitting if he just dropped Mother Three and said, "There, I'm done. Stop asking. I'm retiring in peace." That would be. That would be amazing, uh, or 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 a whole a whole mother collection. Mother collection, something. That, I mean, fit for a thirtieth anniversary. They gave us beginnings that nobody asked for, <laughs> and then they just completely they put Lucas in Smash, <laughs> and then they do nothing. It just doesn't make sense. So, back to that nothing making sense. So, but if if that happened if they again this is that would have to be a nintendo of japan you know decision i'm sure maybe 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 not maybe nintendo maybe of america can swing something and... you never know yeah we'll see like there was a i don't think porky was like a spirit at all in the smash brothers uh adventure mode like of all the other characters in the game he was missing yeah it's Earthbound's anniversary. Reggie's retiring. All the stars are aligning. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so you you heard that here first. <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That'll that'll be awesome. That's 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 it's a cool rumor. It's definitely a cool thing to think about, um, regardless of how, you know. Any how... and every excuse to ask for Mother Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty great that even like you know, Robot Chicken had that whole claymation thing about it, and or that style of thing was done yes. for that. So, um, yeah, it it'll be cool to see. But I mean, I guess as far as rumors go, that's that's really it I can think of right now. Um, yeah. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about real quick that just got announced last night. That um, you know, it's not a rumor. This actually is happening that we didn't have on our list and that's the uh next three games coming to nintendo switch online <laughs> if, if you want to talk about that real quick um go ahead, go ahead. i, I don't yeah. think it's take long so they announced that punch out mario 2 the lost levels like the actual mario 2 from japan and star soldier are coming out and i think that Punch-Out! is by far the most anticipated game still remaining that has not been on Nintendo Switch Online yet. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, people are upset that it's not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, but that's never going to happen due to licensing and the fact that Mike Tyson is 
you know, not the greatest person in the world. But um, <laughs> even though, you know, he's, he's come back a little bit with his really, really dumb adult swim show, but that's fine. Um, you know, I think I think Mike Tyson's a pretty funny dude from what I've seen him, you know, on comedy shows and stuff like that. But um, Nintendo's not going to relicense that. I don't even think they could if they wanted to. Um, but it's it's not worth the effort at that point. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that doesn't really matter because I never got to Mike Tyson anyway without using the code, and Mike Tyson always anyway when i use the code so it doesn't really make a difference if it's mike tyson or mr dream because i'm gonna get destroyed so <laughs> um but again i love punch out i played it as a kid constantly i play it as an adult now constantly and i still get wrecked by sandman every single time so um i'm super happy that it's coming out <laughs> that it's coming on switch just to be able to you know, fire it up, play the bald bull, turn it off, do it all over again. Just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just a great game to kill some time with. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Um, I really like the version of Punch-Out. That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I played it a few, I think I played it twice just to do the, um, I did both modes. Because you had to, like, if you beat it the first time, you could do it again and, like, King Hippo. out and keep your crown but like all the challengers were harder the second time around yeah because i remember like king hippo had like a like a man manhole cover thing like <laughs> taped to his stomach so you couldn't you know get Cheap. the the sweet spot or whatever and um yeah it was a fun game i i bought the i bought the Wii fit for that so because it was the only game that supported it so you could like dodge That's but funny. like it didn't work the way i expected it to because That's it worked the controls just because i like yeah. i would move my weight but not my feet so it didn't make a difference but then if <laughs> i lifted my legs it would dodge to that side <laughs> and i was like this sucks and i spent like 90 bucks on it <laughs> which now you can get them at every goodwill for like 10 bucks <laughs> if that and there's multiples of them but um but yeah punch out coming to switch online is awesome um we also have mario 2 um the japanese version of mario 2 which is like more of mario 1 but Dude, but that, trolling that just... <laughs> <laughs> i have you played it i played it on the mario all-stars on super nintendo yeah. and i remember just getting to like maybe the second level and then like jumping and like hitting a block in the air and dying and then I just couldn't get any further. I didn't know what to do. Um, yeah, they had like fake evil, like invisible blocks that would just like kill you. It's like like you poisonous mushrooms and poisonous mushrooms. The worst was they had secret areas where you'd go over, you know, and you expect to find a warp pipe to go forward to a new world. No, they had secret pipes that took you back. Worlds, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Too. Or else death pits. You like you had to choose die or go back. Yeah. <laughs> like why would you do this? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um I never <laughs> I I might play it more. <laughs> I mean, I've played it, but I might maybe I might pull up a guide and try to, you know, play through it just just to experience it. <laughs> um you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if it's on the Switch, I'll probably play it now. Um, I played it, like I said, I played it as a kid a little bit on 
uh, Super Nintendo, but I personally, I, I wasn't a big fan of the 16-bit um, graphics on the um, Mario All-Stars. On, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just looked, it looked weird to me. It made all the games feel kind of weird. They It just didn't look the way that I grew up with them, I guess. So I mean, again, I was growing up then. I was I was a kid. I was like ten years old, not even. I mean, but it just it just looked weird to me. Um, I think I really the way I experienced them, so it looked fine to me. But yeah, yeah, I can see if you saw a different style before. Yeah, I think the only reason I really, really wanted it was because it was being marketed with the Lost Levels, and then I got it and was like, oh, God, this sucks. It's so hard. So then I just went and replayed, you know, Mario 1, 2, and 3 with the, you know, you did get the save states in those games, or, you know, you had a save file. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty much my experience with that game, so I'm looking forward to that. Maybe I'll get to play it a little more. I honestly haven't played much Nintendo Switch Online. But I am happy that a bunch of games are there, like Kirby's Adventure and Blaster Master and just a bunch of games that I I would like to play. Star Tropics, like we talked about last week. Um, yeah. It is a game I want to play. I just, you know, my backlog is, you know, as big. That's hit. a fun game. And you can beat it pretty fast, if, especially if you use a guide. So. Yeah, most of the NES games are pretty quick. I mean, I, mean, I think the... Probably the last NES game that I actually played through and beat that I hadn't played in a long time was Zelda 2. Because when I was a kid, I couldn't even beat, like, the first level <laughs> of that game. I had no idea what to do. I'd get into, like, a cave and die instantly. I had no idea what to do. So I played it, um, I don't know, probably, like, three or four years ago. Just I put my CRTV, CRT TV in the living room and just sat there with my NES and beat it. And it was awesome loved it (laughs) it was like such a good game i i I hated it so much before that but after playing it i thought it was fantastic i still don't rank it in like my top zeldas but it was really good it was still really really good once you get the battle mechanics down it's it's yeah it's definitely a fun game and um but anyway before you know going off topic again as usual um Star Soldier is the third game that's coming. We're actually getting three games again for the for the Nintendo Switch Online this month, which we haven't had for like the last four months, I think. I think it's been like three or three or four months we've only gotten two games. Outside of like the special edition games they've launched. Yeah. And um which is kinda cool. I mean, the Zelda two, they start you at the beginning of the game with full maxed out stats, which is you know, definitely nice it's, it's definitely cool it's just i don't know if it, like, i have no interest in it. like a game to be added for the month it's like well no it doesn't count should have just been updated <laughs> because in japan they're still getting the special edition but still exactly. getting three games so it's like all right um but star soldier's coming i've never i've never played star soldier i might have it i might own it i don't even know or I may have owned it at some point, but it's a uh, it's a shooter. It's a space shooter. Um, it looks it looks kind of like uh, it's made by Hudson Soft, and it looks um, kind of like uh, Blazing Lasers or one of those kind of like Gunnack. Almost kind of looks like Gunnack a little bit. Um, you know, your ship shoot stuff, power up, don't die, <laughs> don't don't die. That's that's it. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever played it to be honest, but I've played a lot of those games and they're usually a lot of fun. So, um, 
you know, those games are always really good to play with eight eight way controllers, which the NES didn't have unless you had the uh, advantage. So I do try to play those with my NES Advantage when I do play on my NES, but it's nice that with the Switch you can have that built in with the Joy-Cons. So true. So yeah. I think I think it'll work out for those games that require eight-way. Um, otherwise, when you're playing those in four-way, it's kind of tough to hit the corner of the D-pad to, you know, do the same motion when you can get a nice circular motion to move around the screen. So. So yeah, I just wanted to bring those up because that was. Uh, fresh off the press as of <laughs> last night so um, those will be released on april 10th so yeah something yeah. something else to look forward to so yeah so it's good stuff we've uh we've gone about an hour and 40 minutes tonight okay so i think uh, that should that should do it then <laughs> i think i think we can wrap it up for the night so um hope you guys enjoyed uh, if you may or may not have noticed Got a new mic. Hopefully the audio quality is a lot better this time. Um, trying to make improvements. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean. Um, leave us a review. Leave us some comments. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you in episode Cinco. Oh, man. Getting into almost the two hands soon. <laughs> Almost. We're getting there. <laughs> All right. All Happy right. gaming. See ya.